Welcome to Let's Make Waves podcast. I'm Rana Al-Basri Ma'awad, and I believe that we're all here to make waves. I created this podcast to help you unlock your potential by sharing with you tools, resources, and strategies to help you build and grow your business. So if you're looking to build your brand, gain that confidence and knowledge, content and marketing strategies, find your professional voice, attract those raving customers, and create the professional authority for better business opportunities, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of my podcast. I'm really honored that you've joined me today. Thank you. It's been a couple of weeks since the last time I uh, published an episode. I had a mini spring break and I decided to reassess some of the work on other aspects in my business. And now we're back to the usual weekly editions. And that's one thing that I'm so grateful for, and that is to be able to decide when to take some time off and when to commence work. And that's what we're all doing here, right? It's not only to get financial control, but to get more control on when and how and where we'd like to shift focus on what we love to do the best, and that is our business. So today we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, lessons. I don't know if you are like me, but during my corporate career, the idea of doing something on my own did pop up a few times. But at the time, I was under that impression that unless you had a huge investment, it's very difficult to do. Now, remember, that was not really a long time ago. We didn't have the same number of social media platforms at the time or digital advancements where you can build your own website on your own without working with a designer or you can use an app and you can create your own logo and branding material, material all by yourself. So this is all relatively new. I mean, just think about it. It's just 10 years ago starting a business or maybe a side project, was much more complicated and it did require an investment because all of those moving parts needed the help of someone else. So this is just to give you context of how the situation was. Anyhow, that first year was a tough one for me because moving from a full-time employment to working for myself was a big change. If your business is something that you do on the side and you build it slowly, think of, thinking about it now on the hindsight, I would definitely choose that option. I think it's always a wise one if you're able to do so and just make the full shift once your business stands on its two feet. Now, in any scenario, that first year usually is a tough one with lots of learnings and lots of adjustments because you're taking something from an idea into action. And that's not easy. And it needs, uh, it's a calculated risk. The mindset adjustment plays a very, very big role because understanding that you are now um, fully accountable for your actions and it's the results and all of the details. And that could be a little bit overwhelming. So that first year, it also gave me a better insight of myself as a person who is used to a corporate environment and big teams and then shifting to solopreneurship and building something on my own from scratch. I really think that we don't give ourselves enough grace of how much resilience and patience we need to learn and implement during that first year of building a business. So here I want to share with you my top 10 learnings, things that I've learned when diving into the deep end. (laughs) 
many, many lessons, but I feel like I want to share these 10 because these are the ones that will have a huge impact on the first year of taking that shift, which is usually, as I said, the hard and the overwhelming one. I also think that these are the most common ones and it's like a trap that most entrepreneurs fall into in the beginning. So I hope it can help any starter regardless of the type of niche, business niche they have. All right, so let's get to it. Number one is this is a business, not a hobby. And looking at what you're doing Uh, from the start as a business and not just a hobby is a great mindset shift that will impact the way you work towards your goals. So regardless if you started this shift as a project or something on the side or you quit your job and you began immediately, just by looking at this new chapter as a business from day one, it gives weight to your work and it puts you in the mindset that solidifies your vision and goals. Your work will be more focused, more intentional, which will also translate into your connections and your communication with others about what you're currently doing. Number two is your schedule is sacred. sacred, And that's the biggest lesson for me because scheduling is everything. If it's not on my schedule and assigned a date and a time, it means it's not important. And I learned to schedule everything, including the pockets of times that I assign for personal things. It just taught me to value my time more and be more efficient in getting things done without procrastinating. Because I knew that if I procrastinated, it will impact the list of tasks for the next day and the next week and all of that. It's just a domino effect. So in the beginning, you know, making your schedule sacred is something that will help you in your productivity. Number three is respect your own deadlines. So at work, as employees, we are accountable because we have teams, we have bosses, we have deadlines. So accountability is clear because any issue that we do from our end will create a problem and will have a negative effect on other teams or other departments. But when you're starting out, learning to be accountable is like a muscle that you need to train. Think of it. If you do not hold yourself accountable, then the deadlines, the tasks, objectives, the goals are all absolutely meaningless. Number four is assign a working space. Now, I've talked about this before on my podcast about working from home. Um, Creating a working space doesn't have to be complicated. It's not like a matter of size. The important thing is to create a space or a corner where you feel that it helps you to be in the right zone and in the right environment that stimulates you to work and to produce. So picture your business successes from that space. Create a visual board if that motivates you every day as you look at it. What's important is to make a space where you know that this is dedicated to building your dreams and working on your business. Number five is... If you can do it yourself, don't outsource. And I say this for startups because so many take a shift with very limited budgets as the initial investment. So with today's technology, we can build almost anything through an app or something online. You use your limited budgets for marketing or proof of concept. Your business and your brand will evolve And you can always change and fix and upgrade it at a later stage. So I say this because these particular details sometimes stops many of us from starting. So 
if you have a limited budget, focus on your marketing and anything that you can do it yourself, just do it without outsourcing. Number six, don't say yes to everything. And this is a hard one, I know. But it is one that might cause a lot of frustrations and overwhelm. I know that starting out comes with uncertainty and feeling unstable. I know, I've been there. So as a logical result, we tend to say yes to any and all opportunities that come our way. But here's the thing. As hard as it might be, the lesson that I've learned is that filtering those opportunities and finding the ones that are really going to move the needle in my business was the best decision. Because before that, I used to say yes to almost everything. And I hoped that this might open certain doors or bring certain opportunities. And I was disappointed some of the times especially in the beginning, because I was not very strategic about what opportunities that would really and truly open the doors that I wanted to be open and bring the opportunities that I wanted and wished for for my business. So the big lesson is that you need to say no because it is strategically the best decision for you, for your time, for your efforts, for your limited budget and for your business. Number seven is not focusing on list building. And this is also a big lesson because this is a step that I still work on till this day and every day. Our followers, our connections on all these different digital platforms are not ours. We don't own them. We cannot control what content they get to see, how how consistently they reach, uh, this content reaches them, how consistent our connection with them, how do we build relationships with them on platforms that we simply have no control on. So list building is an important foundation for the business. It gives us the opportunity to be closer to our target audience and create that bridge where we can connect with them weekly, we can share with them and serve them. And it's also an efficient way to inform them of what we have to offer. So I cannot emphasize this enough. Number eight is social media is a marketing tool and not a popularity contest. And I'm sure we've all learned our lesson here the hard way. And that is to differentiate between the importance of the quality of our social media following over the quantity. Yes, it is tempting, of course, to look at numbers. We all have, you know, we kind of connect our ego to that. But playing the long long game, and this is where we all are, we want to play the long game. We know that as long as we are consistent socially, we interact continuously and we deliver value and we stay consistent, the numbers will come. But most importantly, the right numbers will come, as in the right audience who are a perfect fit for us and whom we are the perfect fit for them. And so is our business. And this is where it all boils down to. Number nine is find an accountability partner or be part of a mastermind. And you've heard me say this before, because entrepreneurship can feel a little bit lonely sometimes. And while we are active socially, the day-to-day grind and the day-to-day work that we personally have to do in our business can isolate us. And sometimes this affects our productivity or the momentum in our business, because we get in our own way of getting things done. 
So, you know, they say two heads think better than one. And in that sense, I kind of agree because bouncing ideas, discussing challenges, working with someone who brings value to the table because of their experience and their fresh set of eyes into our business can be of great value. An accountability partner or deciding to join a mastermind group gives the chance to meet and connect with like-minded entrepreneurs who have similar values to you and who can give you perspective to certain things within your business. I'm very fortunate for my accountability partners. They have over time became great friends and their wisdom has saved me overwhelm and frustrations many, many times. And the final one, number 10, is practice focus time. And that's a tactical trick that I that worked for me greatly, especially when I first started, because moving from a buzzing corporate office with teams and people around to a quiet home office was something that was super new to me in the beginning. So sometimes I used to basically set myself up for a distraction. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. It's true. And so I remember reading something out there about focus time, where you basically, if you have a huge task, it's a very big task, you dissect it into one hour focus times. You set an alarm, you start working. At the end of that hour, you give yourself a quick break. So then you're back to work. So during that focus time, any kind of distractions you have to put aside. So phone has to be off. If your family is at home, you need to tell them you need to go work for one hour, but you're going to see them in the break. And what that does is the psychological thing. You just know that I just have that hour. I need to double down, get the work done because I have a reward at the end of it. And that's my break. So it's just a technique. It was great for me in the beginning just to get used to that quietness and that stillness from working in a home office. And with repetition, the time management part just became a lot, a lot easier. Okay, so these were my 10 important lessons. I learned um, the hard way in some of them when I first started. And my journey in building my business um, is still one that is still undergoing. It still goes up. It still goes down. Uh, the economic situation affects it. A new social media platform affects it. Different things. But it's a beautiful journey. And this is what we're sharing here today. And I feel that... These particular tens are 10 tips that I was talking about, these learnings. It has the most impact on my mindset and on my efficiency. And the outcome is immediate. So it's pretty quick to test and try if you're doing it. Just let me know. I'd love to hear from you if you do. And remember that although our paths might be different, our experiences might vary, but we all have sometimes some similar challenges that are shaped in the same form. So the biggest lesson of all is to keep our eye on the price and always remembering why we started this new adventure, this new journey, and what impact we want to create with the people that we want to serve. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, as always, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me and connect with me on my website or on social media. Please also don't forget to subscribe to my podcast or feel a, leave a review if you feel like it. I can't wait to touch base with you this time next week. So till then, have a great week and take care.